0: It's 11 o'clock, on am Ben Che, the top stories. A government advisor says Hong Kong might be able to ease COVID restrictions if lots more elderly people get vaccinated. Table tennis star Wong Ting Ting guarantees the SAR its first medal at the Paralympics in Tokyo. And 47 people are fined for attending what they thought was a private movie screening. A top government advisor on COVID vaccines says the SAR will be able to begin easing border restrictions if vaccination rates go up, especially among the elderly. Speaking after a radio program, Ivan Hung from the University of Hong Kong said an inoculation rate of at least 80% was needed to protect the community because patients with the Delta variant would infect more people. Here's Professor Hung.
1: If we are able to basically bring up the vaccination rate to 80% or above, especially among the elderly, then we will have the, you know, we reach the criteria that we can gradually relax the infection control measures because we can't basically just uh, lock ourselves up for a long period of time. So with that, we are saying that, for example, the uh, quarantine period from uh, returning from overseas could be shortened, perhaps to seven days for majority of the countries. Apart from those high-risk countries, then probably need to still to be 14 to 21
0: days in sports 17 year old wong ting ting has taken hong kong's first medal of the tokyo paralympics she's guaranteed bronze in the class 11 table tennis after a semi-final defeat to defending champion elena Prokofeva. elaine wu chef de mission of the hong kong team says there's much more to come from wong
1: Ting is now in the world-class uh, ranking number four. As I said, she's only 17 years old. I believe that, that she still has a lot of room for improvement to enhance herself into the world-class level. We are heading to the next Paralympic Games in Paris in 2024.
0: Prokofeva beat France's Leaferni in the final. A Yao Mong district councillor has criticised the authorities for fining 47 people who attended a movie screening he organised last night for violating anti-pandemic rules against public gatherings. Derek Chu said he only invited friends to a screening of the romantic movie Beyond the Dream at his office, and he was surprised when law enforcement officers showed up and handed out penalty tickets. He said he had been told there were undercover officers among the participants. It was a private gathering. All participants were friends, or friends of their friends. But somehow, I don't know, maybe there were government workers among them. Law enforcement officers said there were two government workers among us. Meanwhile, the Home Affairs Department says it's written to Mr Chu after receiving a complaint that the event was not relevant to his council duties. It says it won't reimburse any related expenses if it upholds the complaint. There are further signs the emergency operation to evacuate Afghans from Kabul airport is coming to an end, amid fresh concerns about possible militant attacks there. Today, Italy's final flight arrived in Rome, and British officials confirmed the UK will end airlifts later in the day. General Sir Nick Carter is the Chief of British Armed Forces. We've done an extraordinary job to evacuate as many as we have, but I'm afraid it's absolutely heartbreaking that we can't bring everybody out. Personally, I've probably had over 100 messages from different
1: Afghans who I know in my long association with the country. And many of those friends of mine won't make it out. Uh, And for me, you know, not a day passes without me having a bit of a tear in my eye about all of that. If they are able to get out post this evacuation, if you like, the sort of second phase of it, they will always be welcome if they need to come.
0: The Taliban, who now control Kabul, have called on residents to hand in government equipment, weapons and vehicles within a week to avoid prosecution. A Taliban spokesman also called on women who are employed by the health ministry to go back to their jobs. The BBC's Jill McGivering has the details.
1: As soon as the Taliban entered Kabul two weeks ago, most women disappeared from the streets, apparently fearful for their safety. Reports from schools suggest many girls are being kept at home too. Initially, the Taliban told men with government
0: jobs to go back to work, but they told women to stay at home until security improved. Now those women working for the health ministry, both in Kabul and across the country, have been
1: told to resume work. Women working for other ministries weren't mentioned.
0: And on to the weather. It's 27 degrees Celsius to humidity, 74%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now five minutes past 11. Iraq is hosting a gathering of Middle Eastern states that it's hoped will help foster dialogue and ease tensions across the region. This report from the BBC's Alan Johnston.
1: Iraq's Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadhimi has stressed the importance of cooperation in the effort to confront the Middle East's many challenges. These include political violence, economic crises, the pandemic and the impact of climate change. The Iraqis want to play a mediating, bridge-building role. And along with countries like Egypt, Jordan and Turkey, the Baghdad Conference has brought together arch-rivals Iran and Saudi Arabia. No major breakthroughs are expected at this gathering, but it's hoped it might build connections and facilitate more dialogue.
0: The Chinese embassy in Washington has dismissed a report by the U.S. intelligence community on the origins of COVID-19 as not scientifically credible. It also denied China was hindering a global investigation of the pandemic. The report concluded the virus was not developed as a biological weapon. Analysts were divided on its exact origin, and U.S. officials said reaching a firm conclusion would be difficult without more cooperation from Beijing. Dr. Jason Kindrachuk, a virologist at the University of Manitoba in Canada, says nations need to work together to learn lessons from the pandemic. I think at some point we have to try to get back to saying, what is the research question? What are the important avenues that we need to answer? And how do we do this in as apolitical fashion as possible to try and come to some sort of a consensus for, for really the betterment of public health across the globe? More than 80 oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico have been evacuated and many residents of New Orleans urged to leave their homes as Hurricane Ida approaches the U.S. coast. Officials said half the region's oil and gas output had been suspended. The BBC's John McManus has the latest. Forecasters say that Hurricane Ida is gathering strength as it heads towards the Gulf of Mexico in the southern United States, with the potential to bring winds of nearly 225 kilometres an hour and a tidal surge that may swamp the low-lying Louisiana shoreline. Ida has already caused widespread structural damage in Jamaica and Cuba, with trees flattened and roofs ripped off. Now the authorities in Louisiana have warned residents to prepare in good time for the hurricane's arrival, with disruption to power supplies, flooding and even scattered tornadoes expected by Sunday. 32 students abducted from a secondary school in the northern Nigerian state of Kaduna have been released, the third group to be set free since Thursday. The BBC's Isha Khalid reports from Abuja. The authorities say the latest freed captives were part of more than 100 students kidnapped from Bethel Baptist High School near the city of Kaduna in
1: early July. A community leader told the BBC the students were released after a ransom was paid to the kidnappers. Kidnappings for ransom have become so common in Nigeria in recent months. Observers believe ransom payments are emboldening the kidnappers and fueling the crisis. But government failure to tackle armed criminal gangs behind the violence
0: has left families taking desperate measures. In more sports news, it's Match Week Three in the English Premier League this weekend. Undoubtedly, the game of the weekend will be Liverpool hosting Chelsea. There's a lot of excitement about the prospect of Chelsea's Romelu Lukaku facing Liverpool's Virgil Van Dijk. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp says he's definitely looking forward to taking on the European champions
1: again. It's one of these games I, I would watch 100% if I would not be involved. So we have to. It's a, pretty much a, a must-watch game if you want. Um, brought now Lukaku in which doesn't make them worse obviously and um, so yeah is a, is a tough opponent but um, we are um, actually not in the worst moment as well and hopefully we can show that.
0: The match kicks off at half past midnight Hong Kong time and tonight's early kickoff reigning champions Manchester City made light work of 10-man Arsenal thrashing them 5-0. In cricket, England have thrashed India by an innings and 76 runs to win the third test at Headingley with more than a day to spare. The hosts leveled the five match series at 1 all after India's 151 run win in the second test at Lords. India, 215 for 2 overnight in their second innings, collapsed after the new ball, losing 8 wickets for 63 runs in 19.3 overs today, with Ollie Robinson taking 5 for 65. And to end the news, top stories again. A government advisor says Hong Kong might be able to ease COVID restrictions if lots more elderly people get vaccinated. Table tennis star Wang Ting Ting guarantees the SAR its first medal at the Paralympics in Tokyo. And 47 people are fined for attending what they thought was a private movie screening. The news from RTHK.
1: Somewhere far away from Looking for a new place to go. Harry Styles, Sign of the Times. I think a lot of us uh, feel that way when we've been uh, cooked up behind a mask. <laughs> we kind of lost, aren't we?